We've heard the Christmas story this morning through songs and scripture reading. And in this sermon this morning, I want to focus on one part of the Christmas story, one theme of the Christmas story we've been looking at all through the month of December, and that is the theme of light. All through the Bible, from the beginning in creation, all the way to the end in the new creation, the new heavens and the new earth, God speaks of light and the significance of light shining into the darkness. And we've seen how that theme goes uh, from Genesis all through the Old Testament, even into the New Testament as it's fulfilled in the coming of Christ, who is the light. And this morning, part of what I want to do is ask the so what question. So what that God has promised light? What, What difference does it make that the light has come into the world? What do we do now? What does that mean for us? How should that shape us? How should that change us? How can that help us? So just three things I want to mention this morning, want to uh, say this morning. One is for us to see that the Bible is clear that the light has come. God's Savior has come into the world. That's what we're celebrating. And with the coming of the light comes an invitation to you and to me to come to the light, to come out of the darkness, to turn away from the darkness, and to come to the light. And then finally, once we've come to the light, we are then called to walk in the light. Alright, so first I want to start with a story. It's a Christmas story that doesn't get told as often as some of the others. It's the story of Simeon. If we were to keep reading in Luke chapter 2, we'll read uh, some of the story of Simeon. I I just want to uh, draw your attention to a a portion of it. Simeon was a, a, a man whom God had given... Uh, special information that he hadn't given to everybody. Uh, Somehow, through the Holy Spirit, God had told Simeon that he would not die until he had seen God's promised salvation, until he had seen the Messiah, the Savior, the Christ. And so, one day, Simeon went to the temple in the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us, and it just so happened... That as Simeon came to the temple, so did Mary and Joseph, bringing the baby Jesus, who had been born just a few days earlier. And they were coming to the temple to offer the sacrifices that were required whenever uh, a firstborn son came into the world. There were special sacrifices the law required to be offered at that time. So that's why Mary and Joseph came to the temple, and Simeon came to the temple, and when he saw the baby Jesus, he knew this was the one that God had promised. This was the child that we had been waiting for, not just for hundreds of years, but for thousands of years. God had been promising that a child would be born into the world who would crush our enemy, who would bring us salvation, who would free us from oppression, who would forgive us of our sins. And Simeon saw the child Jesus, and verse 28 of Luke 2 says, He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light, For revelation to the Gentiles 
and for glory to your people Israel. So when Simeon took up that baby, here's what he saw. He saw salvation. He saw light. He saw glory. He saw hope. Why did he say, my eyes have seen your salvation, a light for revelation to the Gentiles? Because God had promised to send a child into the world, not only for his own people, not only for the nation of Israel that he had set apart as his own, but he had promised salvation for all people. That's what the angels said, right? When they spoke to the shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy that will be not just for some people, but for all the people, for everyone. And so Simeon says, I've seen your salvation that you've prepared in the presence of all people. And this salvation, this child who's come to save, is a light for revelation to the Gentiles. He's going to come to the Gentiles who've been living in the dark, the nations who've had no hope. They don't know God. They don't have fellowship with God. They have no relationship with God. But now that this child has come, God is shining the light into their darkness that they might have revealed to them who God is. And not just who He is, but what kind of God He is. Everything Jesus did in His life and in His ministry was a revelation to us of what God is like. Sometimes in our minds we think you know, that Jesus is kind and merciful and God is harsh and strict. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that Jesus came to show us God the Father. He's God the Son, perfectly in God's image. And everything He does is what God does. And so every time Jesus showed compassion for someone who was hurting, someone who was sick, someone who was oppressed, someone who was grieving. He was revealing to us the heart of God. When Jesus laid down His own life in love on the cross, which is the reason why He was born in the first place. When He laid down His life on the cross, He was revealing to the world, this is how God loves sinners. Though His creatures, He made us, though though we have rebelled against Him, though we have turned against Him, though we have often even shaken our fist at Him, He loved us. He sent His Son for us. His Son who laid down His life for us in love. When Simeon saw that child, he saw the light God had sent into the world to show the world who He is. Show the world His grace, His mercy. Show the world His salvation. That's why Jesus Himself would later say, I am the light of the world. John 8, 12. I am the light of the world, Jesus said. Whoever follows Me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Later in John 12, He said, I have come into the world... As light, so that 
whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. There's darkness that's more than just physical. There's darkness that's spiritual too. There's darkness that can live in our hearts. There's And Jesus says, I don't want you to be in the darkness. That's why I came. I want you to have light. I want you to have life. I want you to have joy. I want you to have peace. I want you to have freedom and forgiveness. That's why I'm here. That's why I've come. I've come as the light of the world. I've come to bring salvation. And so the Bible says what we need to do is come to the light, to turn away from the darkness of sin and rebellion against God and and to come to Jesus. So when, for example, when Paul, uh, the apostle, was sent out to go preach about Jesus to all the nations, here's what God told him he was sending him to do. He said, I'm sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. In other words, he said, Paul, I'm sending you out. And this is true of every other missionary that's ever been sent out. I'm sending you out to tell people that the light has come into the world so that they won't walk in darkness anymore. They won't embrace the darkness anymore, that they'll turn from the darkness to the light so that they'll have forgiveness of sins so that they'll be reconciled to me so they'll no longer be living as my enemies but they'll become my friends even my children my sons and daughters now not everybody comes to the light in fact you may have heard one of the children was talking about how there's some people that don't come to Jesus even when they hear about him they don't want to why is that? Well, John puts it this way in John 3, beginning verse 19. He says, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. That's Jesus, right? The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. Probably many of you in this room can remember a time when you didn't want to come to the light. You liked the darkness. Or at least you liked it better than the light. You didn't want what you had done. You didn't want who you were to be exposed to the light. It was easier to hide in the darkness. Maybe there's someone here that's, that's still true of you right now. You don't want the light of Jesus shining into your life, shining into your heart, because you don't want Him to see what's there. You don't want to be exposed. But here's the good news. Jesus came to shine the light into your life and my life, into your heart and my heart, not to expose us so that we might be condemned, but to expose us so that we might be forgiven so that we might be set free, so that we might be made new. Everybody knows 
John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But we don't often remember what comes just a couple lines after that in John 3, uh, or the next line after that in John 3.17, where God says that He did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. In other words, there's, you don't have to fear the light. You don't have to be afraid of the light shining into your heart and exposing the darkness that's in it, the dark deeds that are in it. Because, again, God doesn't expose that in order to condemn you. He shines His light on you in order to forgive you, in order to set you free, in order to make you new. Right, so the, the invitation of Christmas, the good news of Christmas is to say, you can be free from the darkness. You can have your sins forgiven. You can have God's light in your life. You can be set free. You can experience God's salvation. Jesus came into the world as the light to call you into the light. And once you come to the light, and all that means is you, you just say, Jesus, I, I don't want to walk in the darkness anymore. I want to walk in the light. I want to belong to you. I, I trust you. Save me. Help me. Make me new. That's all, that's all it takes. You don't have to make yourself light. You can't do that. You can't bring yourself out of the darkness and sort of clean yourself up first and say, okay, now, Jesus, I'm ready for you to turn on the light. No, you admit, I'm in the darkness. And I've done some dark things. Would you shine your light on me and make me new? That's why Jesus came. And then, once you've come to the light, then what? What happens next? What happens now? Well, first... You need to know that once you've come to the light, once you've come to Jesus, you you are now a new person. You have a new identity. Here's how Paul says it in Ephesians 5. He says, at one time, you were darkness. That's who you were before you came to Christ. You were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So if you're a Christian, you've come to Jesus, Paul says you're not darkness anymore. You're not who you were anymore. You are now light. And not on your own. That's not something you have to... It's not something you did to yourself. It's not something you can sustain yourself. You are light in the Lord, he says. Jesus is the light and you are now light because you are in Him. Not because of who you are, but because of who He is. So here's what we should do, Paul says. Since we are now light in the Lord, he says, walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. So now that you're in the light, right? now that you are light in the Lord, Paul says, walk as children of light. Live as children of light. Don't don't keep living the way you were before. Live as the new creation that you are. Live as someone who belongs to the light and not to the darkness. 
Don't have anything to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, he'll say a little bit later. But instead, walk as children of light. And then and he says, the fruit of light is found as all, in all that is good and right and true. So that's what you give yourself to. To what is good. To what is right. To what is true. And he says, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. I love that he says, try. Right? <laughs> this is not always as easy as some people make it sound. Right? Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. We, we face a thousand decisions Every day, it seems like, right? And it's not always crystal clear what the right thing to do is. So try, Paul says, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Read the Bible, pray, ask God for wisdom, seek good counsel, listen to good Bible teaching, have good truth, right, coming into your life, and then try. Try to do what you think God would have you to do in that situation. Try to figure out what is pleasing to the Lord, and live that way. Walk that way. So, the lights that we see all around us at Christmas time, and I, I don't know about you, I love Christmas lights. I don't always love putting them up, but I love it once they're up, right? Love Christmas lights. And part of why I think we love Christmas lights, right, is because they remind us of Christ. They remind us of hope. They remind, there's something peaceful and beautiful and joyful, even about a little light shining in the darkness. And every single one of those little lights reminds us that Jesus is the light, that we've been invited to come to the light. We don't have to stay in the darkness. And that we can walk with Him in the light and that His light will never leave us no matter how dark it gets around us. Let's pray.